When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. My name's Pete Hayne and I love I'm a celebrity. And this year's no exception. Harry Redknapp has captured the nation's hearts when he spoke of his love for his Mrs Sandra. He said, I love her too much and it scares me. Everybody went, ah, oh, ain't he lovely? We laughed at his story about Alex Ferguson sitting in his office at 2.45 for a three o'clock kickoff. Teams have already gone out and he's still got the racing on. And I'll certainly not get the image of Harry getting cramped whilst making love to Sandra out of my head for some time. One anecdote reveals uh, a more interesting side to Harry, though. Chris Kamara was reporting live for Sky Sports Soccer Saturday ahead of a game at Portsmouth. Harry says, I'm in the office with Jim. Chris Kamara's outside my door. I don't know he's there. He says, we're going to go into the inner sanctum. Harry's in there with Jim and they're probably currently working on their set plays and their formations for the game. He opens the door, comes in. I'm sitting there reading the racing post and Jim's looking at his bets for the day. He thought we were doing our tactics, but it was live on Sky. This reveals a little of the man and brings me to my anecdote about Harry. John Christ contacted me after he'd finished writing Vertigo, his brilliant book about the 2010-11 season and the joy and pain of being a Spurs fan. If you've not read it, I'd highly recommend it to you. I'm writing a book on Harry, John said. Could you source me some quotes and give me your thoughts on the man? We're well, certainly a man of the people. John and I had spent a day together at Southwark Crown Court during his trial, watching Harry being cross-examined. The tension was broken by a mobile phone going off in the courtroom. All eyes turned to a man with a spurs scarf round his neck as he sniggered and turned off the electronic tones of glory, glory, hallelujah. Roll forward to the Spurs show Christmas party at the 100 Club, where Harry's the guest. I managed to get backstage, I've taken a copy of his biography to sign, and I've also got John's book with me. Harry happily signs the biography, and then I ask him cheekily if he's read John's book, knowing full well that he said he don't read much. Could you inscribe a message to John for me in the book, I ask, Colin? Harry signs, we chat about the fact he played in the first game I ever saw at the lane, 
I put the books away and then watch as Harry subsequently charms his interviewers and the audience. It's only later that I open John's book to see what Harry Britton. To John, what a load of bollocks. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a man who, let's be honest, you know, when he came to Spurs, he went, oh God, he's going to keep us up. He's going to keep us up. This is the man who did far more than that. For the first time ever, he got us into the Champions League, League Cup final, FA Cup semi-final, laid the foundations for where our wonderful team is today. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this special edition of the Spurs Show, listening all around the world. Joining tonight, my co-host, Mr. Theo Delaney. Hello. And a man who took us from the, let's face it, the brink of relegation through to the wonderful, wonderful time of the Champions League. The man who laid the foundations to where the club is right now, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Hooray! So tonight we're going to do sort of a two-part show uh, with Harry's time. Uh, for those of you listening at home, there'll be two special shows. Well, you're listening to it now, so you know this is one special show. Part two will be coming out shortly. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, before we kind of kick off properly, um, before we discuss your time at, at, at Spurs, we've got to talk about your latest job, which is, I mean, it's the old 2.8 games. You had to go into Birmingham City three games and keep them up what was that last game like and how, how, how did you end up there um i don't know it sort of came out the blue i must be honest zola zola resigned on the uh, on a monday night at bank i think they lost two nil home to burton albion and uh, and and franco resigned i got a phone call would i meet with the owners and i came to london and i took the job just for the last three games and i thought that would be it really i thought that would do me and a bit of Hopefully I can keep them up, and, and we managed to do it on the last game. Um, but then, you know, they asked me if I would take over, and you know, I, I always say yes. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, in, uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm in for next year. So, oh, that's hey! Heard that exclusive on the Spurs show. That's wonderful. Hey. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you know, football's your life. I mean, you yeah, know. Oh, you, yeah. No, I love I mean, I, you know... You, you have to be able to get up in the morning with something to do. I mean, I, you know, I enjoy a game of golf. I'm not very good, but I enjoy a game in the summer. But you get up in the winter, I can't, you know, I'll go over to the cafe, have a cup of tea and, you know, a bit of breakfast. I mean, what am I going to do today? You know, now suddenly I'm going I'm to be slapping up the Birmingham every day. I mean, I must be fucking mad. <laughs> but, Harry, do you think you can get them up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big ask, but you've done it. You've performed miracles like that before. I don't know. I, don't know. I think, you know, the, the owners, I met the owners, they're ambitious. So um, hopefully, I mean, listen, if we can loan Delhi Alley next year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Harry, Harry Kane and, you know, <laughs> we, we've got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's an amazing... What was that last game like? Because obviously there was York, Birmingham, yeah. Forest and Blackburn. It, it was nerve-wracking. I mean, you were I'm away, still, you were away. Well, uh, there was three games, you yeah. know. I knew Notts Forest would win. They were at home, full house, you know, home to Ipswich, who had been struggling a bit. So I thought, well... But I thought Brentford against Blackburn, that's, you know, Brentford are playing great and I thought they'd get a result, you know. If, if, if Blackburn didn't win, we were safe. Suddenly I'm stood on the touchline after five minutes to crowd the Bristol City fans start singing 1-0 to the Blackburn. I thought, oh no. <laughs> five minutes later they were singing 2-0 to the Blackburn and you got, you know, going down, going down, you're getting sacked in the morning. I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought, oh dear. <laughs> and then suddenly we scored. We scored, and uh, we that was it. We hung on. It was it was a good day. So, uh, so really when you sit it. down with owners and they go, "We'd like to offer you this," yeah, do you kind of ask, or do you already know who, who am I working with? Who are the players? Did, did you have no, any idea? I swear, I, it, uh, of all the teams in the championship, I knew absolutely nothing about Birmingham. I mean, <laughs> I've not even seen them on TV. You know, they had... Why would they, you? They hadn't, turn been, off, they you? hadn't been on the TV all year. Yeah. And I've, I've gone in there and, <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't know, really. It was, it was, it was so difficult. What, what do you do? What do, you, do, you, do you do a kind of crash course straight away and ask around? Give me a, lo- give me a load of bollocks, you know. You just go... <laughs> you go, you go you go up, you go up to him, and you go. I've always fucking wanted to sign. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey, different class. <laughs> I try. I try to sign you when I was at Spurs, you know. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted you instead of Bow. <laughs> they, suddenly they feel ten foot tall. They think it's fucking. Yeah. Even, it's, I must be good. He wanted to sign oh, me instead of Bow. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. Oh, yeah. oh, Modric. It wasn't as good as you, Modric. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had Modric, but you had more to offer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll go out feeling ten foot tall. And we That's we true. win. <laughs> the secrets of football management. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, let's let's. You know, the reason you're here tonight is you know what you've done at the club that we all support and love. I mean, firstly, a lot of people here might not know that when you started your your own football career playing. You started, obviously, at Spurs in the 60s training. How did that well, happen? Yeah, I was where a, you lived? Well, I was a schoolboy. I played for East London schools, and uh, i never forget playing at Millwall, the old den. We, I played for East London boys against Wandsworth schoolboys in the final of an under-12 tw- uh, cup, you know? And after the game, I walked off. I remember walking off the pitch, and there was a, a, real, it was a great guy called Dickie Walker. Dickie was a, a scout. He was an ex-player, um, and he was a, a scout at, um, at Tottenham. And he said to me, he's your dad here, son. You know, he said, we'd like you to come to Tottenham. And so, anyway, on the, Monday, the following Monday night, whatever, we, we meet him at... Uh, he's going to meet us at White How, how old are you at this 12, point? 12. You're 12. 12. I'm going to meet him. At, we meet him at White Hart Lane Station. Wow. And me and my dad... My dad was a docker, worked in the docks. And now we walk up to, to White Hart Lane. We're going to meet the great Bill Nicholson. That must have been unbelievable. You know, Bill, Nick, Bill Nicholson was a legend. He was the greatest Tottenham manager of all time. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to meet Bill Nick. <laughs> and, like, you know... He was a very serious type of guy, you know, and I walk up there with my dad and so Bill Nick, you know, they tell me, I mean, I, was, I spoke to Steve Perriman yesterday and we were having a, having a laugh and Steve was saying, if you got a, got a well done out of Bill, you, it was a miracle, you know, he didn't throw too much praise at anybody. And I walked up and, you know, I was 12 years of age and, hello, Mr. Nicholson, hello, Mr. Nicholson. 
He said, where do you play? So I said, I play on the right. He said, do you score goals? I said, uh, no, not many. He said, I only, I only know one, uh, one wide right player. He said, who didn't score many goals. He said, and that was Stanley Matthews. He said, I don't think you're going to be as good as him, are you? I went, I went no, I don't think so, Mr Nicholson. So uh, that was it, really. But I used to go Tuesday and Thursday night to, to uh, Tottenham, train out on the, um, on the forecourt in the, by the car park. And we had a fellow called Tony Markey used to take us training. And then in the school holidays, I would go to Cheshunt, um, 13 years of age, get, you know, get on the bus, get on the bus, get on a train, find me way. And I had another kid from East London as well who used to go. So it was two of us, and we'd go training at uh, Cheshunt. And, you know, talking to the great... There was a, a player there, I'm sure. It was a, a player called John White, John White was the most fantastic mm. Rob footballer. Was, Rob was on the previous show. Yeah. yeah, he was just the most amazing footballer. Um, and that, that, that team then, that double-winning team of, you know, with, with John White, Dave Mackay, Danny Blanchflower, it was an amazing Bobby Smith, Cliff Jones, Terry Dyson. Uh, but John White, he, uh, John, unfortunately, he got struck by lightning, playing golf, he was early 20s and... Uh, but he was a genius. What a footballer. But that was a great Tottenham team. The double winning team at Tottenham was, uh, that was an amazing football team. Well, I mean, it's amazing that 12, 13 and all those years on, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we've been doing this podcast every week during the season since 2007. So for those of you that have been listening, that's, that's 10 years. <laughs> 10 wow. Years. 10 years we've been doing this. We all remember where, well, not where we were, but we all remember the time when, you know, Ramos um, went How many? And, and, and we were, you know, we were... You know. We were in a terrible predicament. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how many points we had or how many games we'd, we'd played at that point. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, only two points from eight games. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll be, hey, lads. I'll, I'll be honest, though. I'll be honest. My missus could have kept that team up. I mean, it, you know, Gareth Bale, Luka Modric, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, the uh, thing uh, is... Uh, anyone could have kept... They could have got the bloke out the pub up the road to have kept them up. I mean. You say that. You say that, Harry. But, my goodness, we were in terrible, terrible distress. No. Spurs fans all pulling our hair out. And I remember... I remember a lot of Spurs fans, and I was one of them, thinking... We are in serious trouble here, and there's only one man who'd probably it's get true. us out of this. Absolutely. And we, and it, we thought actually, it was yeah. probably you, and Daniel Levy actually, obviously I had the same the job, You know, I, and I haven't said this before, I turned the job down 18 months ago. Not turned, I went, to, you know, Daniel probably don't like me saying this now, but I actually went and met Daniel Levy 18 months before I took that job. So after, is that after Martin? No, Martin was the manager. Right. And, you know, I, I, I was at Portsmouth, and I just felt that, you were going well, your team was going well. And I just, I said, well, why do you, you know, why do you want to get rid of the manager? Uh, and, you know, he had his own opinions about, and I said, look, I don't think it will be a popular, Martin Yole's a very popular manager. He's done, yeah. mm. And I didn't feel it was a, he was, you know, and I said, I don't think, feel it's a good move, you know, for me to, I'm not going to be over, yeah. they're not going to be overexcited about me taking over from him. I said, look, Let's see how the next few games go and, uh, and, and have a look at it in, in three or four games' time. And funny enough, Tottenham, I think they went to Fulham that weekend and, and beat Fulham, and then they won again and went three or four mm. games off the spin, and it sort of died a death. And then the next time I heard it, I'd, I'd been, uh, I was with Portsmouth. We played in Braga in the, uh, in the UEFA Cup, 
and uh, I got uh, we stayed overnight. We played Thursday night as we as we do in the UEFA Cup, and uh, Friday morning I got on the on the coach to come back to get into the airport, and I got a phone call um, from Daniel saying, you know, is, could he could he meet me? Don't, you know, is all right to talk? There's no one sitting near you, is there? And all I'm going, no, I'm sitting on my own. <laughs> <laughs> the chairman, the chairman's not there, is he? No, 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 I'm all right. Uh, okay, George, yes, George. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, George, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, he's, can you meet me? And uh, so that night I went up, to, up to, um, to meet Daniel at his house and suddenly I took over for the first game, Bolton on the, uh, yeah. On the Sunday. Yeah. remember it well. I mean, obviously that time, I mean, because it was, was it September or whatever, it was quite early on the season. Yeah. We had a terrible start on the Rambles. You couldn't bring anyone in. I mean, I know you no. sort of alluded, you didn't, didn't have to, but no. what, do you do, what do you do with the players you had and what do you do on the coaching side? How does it well, work when you bring the people you like with and the people you probably know who are already at the club? How, how does that work? What do you mean, to, to change the yeah, coaching Yeah, to change stuff? it. What do, what do you say I didn't to change it to, I mean, you know, um, the, the previous, the, the, they'd gone before I arrived, so, you know, it, it, was, it was room Just for me. Ramos had his own people. He had his own people, point. and then they left, and then I brought people like Tony Parks in to work with Gomez. Gomez was, at the time, he was having a nightmare, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but he went on, I mean, he was a fantastic goalkeeper, talent-wise. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I, he had a, had a foreign goalkeeping coach. I brought Tony Parks in to work with him on more basic English type of, you know, dealing with crosses and everything that went with that, so... Um, yeah, we came in and, you know, we got a result there. We beat Bolton and then we had that great game at Arsenal on the, on the I think, Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. What a game that was. Fantastic, So you, yeah. you, you already, so it was already right from the word go, it started to, to pick up and everything and the whole mood around the place changed. But then in the window, you did do quite a lot of business. So what was your thinking on that first window? You brought, just to remind you, you brought, you, uh, you brought back... Uh, Keenan Defoe and Chimbonda and also signed Mendes not Chimbonda yeah <laughs> um, are you um, sure Petra Mendes and Palacios <laughs> Palacios Pal- yeah Palacios was a good player yeah, yeah. I mean uh, he, he gave us something I felt Palacios you know he gave us something that the, the club, he had that, you know, he was a little Some, bit... Something that David Bentley couldn't really like, provide. No, he was, he, he was a little bit like a Graham Roberts, you know, yeah. fantastic competitor. And he was a great lad. And uh, the turning point for him, really, I mean, he was in great form for us, did a magnificent job. And I, I don't know if you know the sad, the genuine, the yeah, sad story his of his brother yeah. getting kidnapped. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll never forget we were playing Everton away and um, he got the phone call um, two o'clock in the morning to, to, to with the news that they'd found his young brother dead. His young, his brother's supposed to have been a better player than him. He had five brothers in the family. The father was a fantastic footballer, but all the boys were all internationals and the young one was supposed to be the best. Um, and Vin, he, you know Wilson got the, the phone call saying his brother and do you know what he went and sat down in the lobby from I think from two o'clock in the morning and didn't wouldn't ring me to wake me up to tell me he sat down there to eight o'clock to, to ring my room to, to you know he was that kind of respectful boy but from then on he just seemed his game went I don't know obviously you know 
yeah, understandable. Never recovered. It's going to affect you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, understandable. He never yeah. really recovered from that. But, but uh, you know, we've sort of gone on to have you know at the club good to. He was. If you think about it, in that, that in those years, he was our first defensive midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Spurs is. I mean, had to call after. But the first one was around the same time. First sort of decent one we had in a long time. Yeah. yeah. He was a, he no, was he a was revelation. A, he was. A, he was a great competitor, and I loved him as a boy as well. Yeah. I mean, so, that first season. So we went from you know bottom three. And we ended up not only a credible eighth and with the best home defensive record that season in the entire league, we also had a League Cup final appearance. I mean, whenever Spurs lose at Wembley, it's been so many over so the recent years, I've erased them. But I do remember that League Cup final appearance against Man United at their pomp. Yeah. We played very well and we lost on penalties. Yeah. What was yeah. your memory of that day and, 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 and that whole build-up? Yeah, we did play well. Um, Aaron Lennon played very... You know, I remember him giving Patrick... Patrick... Yeah. Yeah. We all, I mean, we all wish, you know, Aaron, the, uh, you know, a full recovery, whatever his problems are. And, uh, but he gave Patrice ever a, a difficult day that day. And we played very well. I thought mm. we were a better team, but obviously couldn't take penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when once you had such an amazing start, and of course the next season things got better, were you, did you think? Did you think this was a team you could get into the Champions League at that stage? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was. They were great players, and I was lucky to to have so many good players. Really, you know, I remember the first time we played Modric inside. I mean, Luca was a left played on wide left. Mm. You know, everybody felt he was too small, and he was better playing out there, finding a little pocket to play in. Mm. And we were playing Chelsea. Um, and I said, I'm going to play him central. And I remember, you know, one of the coaching staff said, Harry, he, he can't... How are you going to play him in there? They've got Essien, Lampard, Balak. He said, how's he going to cope? He, he'll get smashed. He, you know, well, he's not strong enough. And I said, he is. I said, he's, you know, he can, he's fantastic. Well, I'm going to play him in there. And I played him in there against Chelsea. We beat Chelsea, I think, 2-0 that day. And he ran the game. He was mm. fantastic. Mm. And yeah. what a player, Luka Modric. Yeah, world-class world player, yeah. Well, I mean, that season, the 2010 season, that many of us here won't, won't forget in a hurry, you know, culminated in us qualifying for the Champions League for the very first time. Yeah. And our high, then, it was our highest ever Premier League finish and points tally. And it was also done in, in Spurs terms. With not, you didn't bring many players in. You brought in at that stage Crouch and Bassong. The two Carls, Norton and Walker, arrived. Walker was then loaned back anyway. Yeah. And then in that January, you brought Kabul in. Yeah. So, I mean, what was your sort of... I mean, OK, so you've got a centre-forward, a centre-half there, full-backs. Is that what you kind of think we definitely needed then? Sort of tighten up and more goals from different positions? Yeah, just, you know, you're obviously, you know, making sure you've got a squad that can cope and mm. with injuries and whatever. But that was a... That was a obviously, that was a great, uh, a great season for us and... Uh, the game at Man City was, was obviously the highlight. Well, we'll, you know, we'll come to that. I mean, that, the beginning of that season, I don't know if you know this, it was our best start in the top flight since this famous 60-61 season. Three wins out of three. So what do you do with the players you kind of had? What did you do? How do you, how do you change things around pre-season to go, right, we're going to have a real go here? What do you do with players? Um, well, we had a good pre... I can't remember where we went that pre-season, to be honest, uh, but... You know, you, you, I, I just thought there was a good confidence around the place. I knew we had good players. That the players had a lot of confidence in each other. And I think we all felt we could really uh, go out and have a real go at it that year. And, uh, you know, I certainly saw us being a, a team that could qualify for the Champions League. 
Before we look at the end of the season, for those of you listening, here's a quick break. Taylor and Naylor. Peter Taylor, Terry Naylor. You can come and see them live with us, but only if you've got a Spurs show season ticket. Oh, and you can bring a friend too. Go to season.spursshow.net. Season.spursshow.net. We do some great live shows. And we're back. Is that quick? It's the magic, the magic of radio. Uh, that season, to all of us, to me, it sort of came down at the end of the season to four key games. Three we won, one we lost. The loss was in the semi-final at Wembley, and we, all, we still can't erase all the defeats at Wembley, against your old club, Portsmouth. Yeah. We all showed up thinking, well, we've won I know, this. I know. So what happened that day? What, I don't know. What, I, think what we, happened? I think we had about 75 shots. And we just, it was just one of those days. We just couldn't, we missed chance after chance after chance. And uh, they got a couple of chances and stuck them away. But so you know, there's a cut because obviously even since you left, you know, a low night, Chelsea a couple of weeks ago, we've got a wretched record at Wembley yeah. that the club are going to spend all their home games that next season. Yeah. Is there something there that we don't know about or just... No, I just it? think it's... I'll be honest with you, you know, this year when... It was only my opinion when, when the Champions League games were going to be at Wembley, I said I thought it would be a massive disadvantage to Tottenham because I think White Hart Lane, the atmosphere is fantastic. And I just felt Wembley, big, different. Whatever you, however you try to replicate, you can't give them what you get at White Hart Lane. The crowd are on top of you. The place is jumping. It's intimidating for the away teams. They turn up and suddenly it's all tighter. We know we're steaming, getting straight after them from the first whistle, winning tackles, winning challenges. Wembley was a slower game. I don't know. I just said I thought it would... And, and I must admit, I think Tottenham have got a team that can win the Premier League. I really do. I think... And I, I'm not saying it because I'm sitting here. I'll say it. I think still... I wouldn't swap Tottenham's team for Chelsea's team. I would have Tottenham... I would, I would have... I would have Tottenham start... I would have Tottenham start in 11. Their best 11. I think it's the best start, best 11 in the country. But do you think we'll struggle at Wembley next season? I think Wembley's going to be a problem. I couldn't, I couldn't sit here and say, I think, you know, Tottenham will win the league because, because of playing because at of Wembley. Wembley. Wembley, that's my honest opinion, yeah. They're talking about making the pitch smaller, but that's not going to be, make much difference to the atmosphere, no, the is it? No, the crowd away, away. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. You know, I just think White Hart Lane, when they're breathing down the, the opposition, it's a different game. So you think the key, do you think the key thing is keep this team together for yeah. that year so that then when they get into the new stadium, which of course yeah. is being built specifically to be near the, the, yeah. the playing sur- surface and everything? Yeah, oh no. This team is a team that is capable of winning the Premier League. It's a fantastic team in my opinion yeah I mean that season obviously we talked about the Portsmouth game and I, I, remember, I remember after you come out of Wembley look at the fixture you go Arsenal Chelsea all in the same week this is you know to have any chance of finding Champions League and from all of us here two extraordinary matches yeah extraordinary games two games that even the most optimistic Spurs fan went ah! Well, we're not going to, we just lost to Portsmouth. You know, got a good price well, on that how, how, do you get, how do you get a team up? You just lost to Portsmouth. Mm. So how do you get them up and go, come on, let's go again. And we've got to win these two games. Well, I think the players knew the importance of, of trying to, maybe that was a problem, I don't know. Even at Wembley, you know, Champions League was, was, was all important. It's the to Holy Grail for the first time, you know. 
And they were two massive games. You know, the Chelsea game, uh, the Arsenal game, were, they were great, great wins for us, you know. It's brilliant tactical masterstroke getting Danny Rose to score that, that volley <laughs> early on. Was that why you weren't on his training? <laughs> no, when it dropped out of the sky, I went, no, Dan- no Danny! <laughs> then I went, oh, yes, Danny! <laughs> you know, the club are doing, obviously, the last season of White Hart Lane on YouTube and Facebook every day on my, my, my paid news page. That one comes in every single yeah. time. It's yeah. like... Oh, fantastic goal, wasn't it? But Danny, I used to say, I'll be honest, I used to say to Danny Rose, Danny was a left winger. And, uh, yeah. You know, he, yeah. kept, he, he had about 20 England under 21 caps, whatever, playing on the left wing. And I said, Danny, you're left back. You'll be a le-. He didn't want to play left back. He, wanted, he thought he was a left winger. I said, you'll never be, you'll, you'll play for England at left back, but you'll never play for England as a left winger. And, and you know... He was, he's such a different player. What a Why do you think that? What, what well, do you see he, I just player? didn't think he had the... That, uh, when you're stuck out there and someone's marking you, it's such yeah. a different game. Whereas when he's running onto it, he's got everything. He's got pace. He's, he's aggressive. Yeah. He's powerful. He's a fantastic left-back. And you did him. play him at left-back, didn't you, at the end of that season? Because there was an injury. I can't remember. Who was the left-back? Someone got injured. Benoit. Benoit got injured and you played him. Benoit, he was mad. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I'm mad as well because I got a phone call yesterday from a listen, gospel truth. I've, I've agreed I, I might go to Birmingham. And suddenly I get a phone call from this guy. Oh, Mr. Redknapp, I've got a fantastic player for you. Oh, yes. Uh, one of your old players. Yes. Benoit. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, but Thank seriously, you. do you know what? I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, championship. Yeah. Good player. Scored a great goal against uh, Liverpool. You know, somewhere inside you, you think, I can, get, I can get him going again. The only trouble, he, he really, I mean, he's, he's admitted he's, he wants to be a porn star. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe I can get another year out of him before he decides to do that. <laughs> I... I thought he was a great fullback. Oh, yeah. what a good player. Great goal against he Liverpool. Was, what a home. good player. So he could well end up in the Birmingham Colours next year, Benoit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard I mean, it here first. He must be pushing late 30s now, though, isn't he? I don't know. No, no. No, he's, I bet, no, I bet, got a couple of years in him, especially at that even, level. No, what would he be, 30? I think yeah. maximum. I, I wouldn't be sure, but yeah, I wouldn't have but thought he's see, But you, so Danny Rose, you played him at left-back for the first time because he had a necessity, so he, so he had to play at left-back. He looked good, didn't he, towards the end of that season, I remember. Oh, Danny, I mean, and then he went on And then he had that year at Sunderland. He was their player he of the year at left-back. He was fantastic at Sunderland, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he's a, he's a fixture in the England team now, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. That season, it, it, I mean, we, you know, we all remember, it came down, I mean, you know, it was perfect for Sky, Sky TV. It was that winner-takes-all game against Manchester City yeah. away. Mm. Who, you know, even then had the uh, Qatari money, you know, yeah, big money yeah. behind them. And, then I, you know, I read in your, 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 great, your, your last great book that tactically I read that you did everything that all your coaches that you brought in you went, you went against everything yeah. they told you the way to play. This you is a recurring went, theme. You just went... Yeah. No. <laughs> so what is this? It's like a sixth sense where you go, no, I know we should we do that, but no. And we just went at them, didn't we? We had to go. We had to go. I went with, you know, I played the two up front, two wingers. And I said, let's, you know, let's go for it. We can cause them problems. And, uh, and that's what we did. We, it was a great night, you know. It's a night I'll never forget, you know. And, uh, None of was, us will. It was, no, it was amazing, fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, Harry, that's that uh, pre-season. Uh, just to remind you, Luka Modric, who has been head-turned by Chelsea, re-signed. Ledley King was on the stage only last year, signed a new contract. And yeah. you did bring in some three big players. William Gallus, who, you know, a lot of typical Spurs, they're all ex-Chelsea, not Arsenal. Took him on a free. William you know, Gallus, yeah. Sandro, one of my favourite players of that era. And on deadline day, Raphael van der Vaart. Yeah. Tell us what those, how those, all those signings came about, and also uh, how did you motivate Modric, who, you know, according to the press, wasn't going to play again, wanted to go to Chelsea, then had a great season. First of all, I've just wrote Rafa's name down here. I'll be on to him tomorrow. Birmingham City, Rafa. <laughs> he'll do. He'll do me. He, he, you, that will happen. He couldn't, you know he, that will happen. He couldn't, he couldn't run five years ago, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> he, he'll score a goal and make a pass. What a player. Um, Luca, what, you know what happened with Luca, which was amazing? I mean, Luca was a... Most lovely guy at Modric, the most fantastic professional you could ever wish to meet. And suddenly, he's getting phone calls from Chelsea, from Villaboas. He told me, Luca, he's such an honest lad, he said, the manager of Chelsea's ringing me every ten times a day. And I went, that's not legal. He went, oh, but, you know, he's... he's..." And that was what was going on. He's telling him, don't play on Saturday, don't do this, don't do that. Um, and they came in and offered him a massive amount of money, uh, uh, wages-wise. But, you know, Daniel didn't want to... We didn't want to sell him. Daniel, I'm pleased to say, kept him that year. Um, but, and he got on with his football, really. He was amazing. He could have... You know, I've seen players that would throw the towel in and say, no, I want to go. I've been offered treble me wages. I'm not playing here anymore. That didn't happen with Luca. He just got on with it and he was fantastic. You know, he was just a great lad. Mm. And, uh, and, and William Gallus has obviously been at William, Chelsea and Arsenal. William was a, yeah, William was a, I mean, you know, William was, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I like William, William was all right. The only, the only problem I had with William, he, he was a good player, William, but, uh, you know, I can remember he came in one day and I said, William, um, we've got a reserve game at one o'clock. He hadn't played, he'd been injured for about three or four weeks, you know, three weeks, so... He got fit. I said, I want you to have a run out in the reserves Tuesday afternoon at the training ground. Nice day, nice game. I said, come out and play. Do you the world of good. Get your fitness ready for... Oh, he said, I can't... I have to pick my ch- child up or children up from school. I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. He said, so one, I can't play. I have to pick the kids up or the little boy or what. Oh, I said, is your wife here? Is she in England? Yeah? Well, can she not pick him up? Uh, uh, she's going shopping or something. Oh, oh really, really? Uh, I said, well, when you come in the mornings, you know, we don't sort of say you come in at nine o'clock and you have to go home at one o'clock. Today we have a game and you have to play in the game. Anyway, this eventually he's going to play. So he starts to play and we start the second half. And five minutes into the second half... He goes walking off. I thought, oh, no, he's injured. He's done it. So I don't take any notice. I go back in the medical room after the game. I said, what's William done? He went, we haven't seen him. <laughs> I said, he's... And I went to the referee. referee said to me, Harry, he said, William Gallus came up to me and said, what's the time? I said, uh, <laughs> I swear, right? 
He said, William Gallas, I said, uh, uh, 50 minutes. No, no, not how long we play, what is the time? <laughs> he said, I said to him, it's t- ten past two or whatever it was. And he went, oh, OK, I have to go. <laughs> and he walked off the pitch. <laughs> I think that was about the end of oh, William. Yes, yeah, that's brilliant. Oh, dear me. Oh, and then we had Addy Bayor. I mean, look at Addy Bayor. We haven't got to him yet, have we? The fellas that wasn't going to, we had, go, we, go, go, we, go we, with we it, had, we, had, we used to play on a Friday and we'd have, play, have a finish up with nine aside. And the, the worst player had to give £50 to a charity for the kids' home, a little kids' hospice up the road, you know? £50. So, anyway, the following's Friday, 50 nothing. Uh, Bassong says to, uh, to Addy, Addy, you got the yellow jersey last week and you haven't paid your £50. He said, you earn £200,000 a week and you can't give £50 to the charity. Addy Bayor said, don't insult me. He said, I earn 225 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that see that season was one. I mean, you know, a, a, an absolute superstar. That season was one where Gareth Bell became a player who. Well, I mean, he started off. He couldn't get a win in the side. There was this awful. Every game we used to go there, we used to lose and draw. It was like a curse. Come on, as a summer, curse of Bell. Turned into a football superstar. Been loads, loads written about whether he was going to go out alone because he wasn't doing nah, it. No, he was never so, going alone. And, and I remember the fans, you know, he plays on the right, Gar- left. Left. Gareth Bell plays on the left. From your perspective, for now, to spell what was the story about? Was he going to go? Was he going to no. stay? And what did you never do? Never going to go. And what do you do to improve him as a player? Never going to go. Did never, you rate ever, him, Mary? Never going to. Li- huh? Did you rate him? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I knew him, for, of course, I knew yeah. him. I was at Southampton when he was here. Right, okay, so you knew him when he was a kid. Uh, uh, I, right. fought, I went to watch a game at Fulham, Tottenham Fulham, when I was manager of Portsmouth, and he, pl- he was fantastic. And I sat with Joe Jordan, I said, what a player, this kid. I think, that actually, um, Tottenham were winning 4-2 or something at Fulham and ended up, or 3-1, anyway, the game changed. But he was absolutely brilliant. I just mm. thought he was—he he had the ability to become what he became. Yeah. And when people, some, I've heard rumours, oh, you were going to loan him out to Coventry or something. Yeah. I mean, absolute rubbish. Never yeah. in a million years were we going to loan the kid out. He was always going to be a big player. I, I'm not saying I saw him going as, you know, to be as fantastic as he became, but he always had great ability and he, he had everything. He could run, he could shoot, dribble, yeah. head. He, had, he was the full package. You and know? the funny thing about all that play, because <laughs> I remember when the crowd used to say he, play, he plays on the left. Yeah. Of course, you were playing him central for the first time. And he ended Norwich up... game away, Boxing Day. Where does he, he play? Where does he, he play now? Where does he play for Real Madrid? Where does he play for Real Madrid in Wales? He plays, yeah, exactly. he plays where he wants to because play. Because he was that player. The best you free him off and you let him go. I mean, when yeah. he got stuck on the wing... There wasn't a right back could stop him anyway in that season, whoever he played. But, you know, someone goes and marks him when you're stood on the touchline. He can make it very difficult. He had the freedom to go and just get yeah. on the ball and pick it up and run at the heart of teams. He, he was fantastic. Mm. And um, Van der Vaart, you know, how did Van der Vaart come about? Because that was like one of those, you know, those transfers that come out of the blue. And if you're a fan, you think, what? We've got Van der Vaart. It's like... Yeah, well... We were trying to loan Rafa van der Vaart and, um, and then Daniel came, it was on transfer, he said, look, we, we, we won't do a loan, 
would you be, would, you know, do you want to buy him? Should we buy him? And he was cheap, you know, and I said, yeah, fantastic. We can get him, let's get him. Just got him in time, didn't yeah. he? Was a he, he, was a, he was a good player, Rafa, wasn't yeah, he? I mean, class. he was really I mean, Talking about the Champions League now, I, I don't know if there's, there's a term that mainly not non Spurs fans use, and I hate it in the media. Oh, that's Spursy, that's Spursy, which is sort of a term for how Tottenham can F things up when you don't expect it. Champions League qualifier, I think I was with you and, and uh, Robin in, in Scotland at the time. We got young boys on oh, a no. plastic pitch. Oh, no, I mean, we're laughing, young boys. What's this? Gary Glitter's favourite team. Whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah, the, the gags came out with. Yeah. And <laughs> we've gone, some of you were there. I know some of you in the room went to that game. We were three down. And we thought, this is so Spursy. Oh, First time champion. We're out before we got to the group stages. What did you... Did you send a scout out there? Well, Cl- <laughs> Clive Allen... Uh, funny, I saw Clive Allen last week. Clive was with me at the time. He worked, you know... Yeah. Great lad, Clive. But he went to watch him play, and he'd come back. He said, Harry, thou so average. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, he said, God's honest truth. Clive said... Well, I saw he was telling the story, Clive, in company... He said, I'll never forget you. When they got their third goal, you turned to me and started on me. You went, I thought you said they were fucking useless. <laughs> he said, no, I'm going, no, oh, no. <laughs> but we, uh, oh, we got back, we scored... Uh, Pavlichenko. Pavlichenko, Basson. Um, <laughs> How did you use to super, motivate Super them? Pav. How did you motivate Super Pav? Oh, Pav... Pav didn't like travelling away from home. He didn't like the... It was, he had a baby, I think, and he liked to be home on Saturday afternoons with her. <laughs> um, so it was difficult, but... I, so what I did, I, he, he normally had a, a bad back, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I decided just to take him anyway he, to have treatment at Newcastle or wherever he was going, so he'd get treatment, and then, uh, then he, he, you know, he was there, and so he might as well play, really. <laughs> I mean, we got through. Pav got the goals. You know, we we won quite easily at White Hart Lane. Um, We then had a draw with Werder Bremen, win against uh, Twente from uh, Holland. But at the same time, our league form took a dip. Now, much is talked about even now about what we said Champions League this season and next season. Evans talks about oh juggling league and you know European football on a weekly basis. What's your take on it? About you know because we get loads. You know we've had loads of old Tottenham professionals on this. Like oh we love to play, we love to play. That's rubbish. But there must be something in it. How do you juggle? A well, team? you look at Chelsea this year. No, no European football. Yeah, big, big advantage for them. You know they've had they've had we during the week. They've got the week to prepare for next week's game. Other teams you're playing, you know, Champions League, travelling or whatever. That was a big, big thing in Chelsea's favour this year, I think, you know. And, uh, but everybody, you want to be in the Champions League, obviously. But, um, you know, if you're not in it, it certainly doesn't do no harm to your Premier League. Uh, but is it chances. possible for a squad like Tottenham <coughs> to really go for the Premier League and the Champions League? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I think that they will improve the squad this year. I don't know where they can improve the team. I'll be honest with you. I look at that team, and for me, it's nearer perfect the team as I could ever wish to see. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any weaknesses. So they just need to... And, you know, when they play three at the back, and he plays Dyer in there with the other two, the two Belgian, Vertonghen, you know, 
Alda Valdis and, and Walk, you know, Walkers, Walker and Rose. I mean, what a fantastic Dembele, yeah. Wanyama, you know, Ericsson, yeah. Dyer, you know, Deli Ali, Harry Kane. It's just got a fantastic balance to the team. Do you yeah. think the squad is not deep enough? I mean, they brought in Janssen, Kudu. You know, you look, I mean, that Chelsea semi-final, I know we all but laugh all, like we've got a is, chance, there's no hazard, no No, customer. but the problem they is... They brought them on, we've got yeah, nothing on the bench. Whoever you're going to buy, you, you, I think you're only going to bring in, unless, you know, unless you're going to get this half a dozen players in the world who could make... You're, you're going to bring in a, a, a cover player. So is someone going to come in? No one's going to... You're not going to get anybody better than Harry Kane. You ain't going to get anybody better than Deli Alley. The fullbacks are fantastic. The centre halves are great. I don't know where you improved the team. I really don't. So you're bringing in cover, really. Mm. You're not going to play, but you know you might. You're going to be part of the squad. And when you sit down with agents <coughs> and those players, I know you. You know, for years we've been moaning about we didn't have decent cover for Kane. What do you say when you sit down with a? I don't know, Louis Sahara or various players you well, play. You don't, so you, you go, you're not going to play every no, week. No, you can't. You can't so what do, do you that. say to him? You can't do that. I mean, I remember, you know, you've got a, a going back. Now, this is a, an old Tottenham story, but a true story that I signed a player once called Old Berkowitz. Yeah, remember? he was good. Yeah, he was a player. genius. Yeah. He yeah. was a genius. He's a little Israeli boy. He had, he had eyes in the back of his head. You couldn't get near him. <laughs> Stefan Freud try and, try and mark him man for man one day. <laughs> oh my God! Mismatch. He, de- he destroyed him. Yeah. Freud was, you know, he couldn't get near him. Stefan yeah. couldn't get near the yeah. boy. He was, but when I tried to sign him from, from an Israeli, he, he was playing. In, he was he was at Southampton. Came to Southampton, and then suddenly I'm going to meet with him and Alan Sugar. Uh, Jerry was the manager, Jerry Francis, and Alan Sugar heard that we were also in for him. And I remember Alan Sugar saying, well, you're wasting your time. Well, you know, he's going to meet us, you, and he's going to come and meet us. You know, you might as well cancel your meeting. Is, is, is it, no, you know, he's an Israeli boy. He's going to want to play for Tottenham. <laughs> no, it's true. But, you know, he's going to... But he came to meet me, and I said, I'm going to build a team. I'm going to play you as a, a number 10 in behind... The front, I said, no, you know, you're going to run the game for us. I'm going to build the team around. Everything's going to come through you. He went to meet Jerry, and Jerry said, I can't guarantee you a place in the team, blah, blah. And he's coming. Next thing, he went, no, it's, no I want to play. Uh, mm. Posh, I'll go to West Ham. Yeah. It was amazing, really. But yeah. So you can't say to people, well, you're not going to play. You're no. going to be on the bench, but you might get a few games. You, they so, won't come, you so, know, they so want to play. It's almost like, oh, in a strange sort of a way, it's almost having a perfect first 11 like Tottenham have got. It's almost a weakness in the transfer market. Oh, yeah, I think it's a perfect... And, and I've, I've said it, I, mean, I think it's a perfect... For yeah. me, I think it's a fantastic start in 11. Yeah. So, I mean, I and mean, a great manager as well. So what do yeah. you do... <laughs> going off script here, but what do you do? You know, we know Tottenham have a, a wage structure... And there's rumours in the paper that Carl Waters has gone, look, I'm 28, I'm earning 70k, I know City give us 140, whatever. What do you do then, as someone like you that's been a brilliant man-manager, when you get agents and players going, look, Harry, I love playing with you, but you can't do I've been off this, what, what do you do? No, you can't do nothing, can you? Really? What, no, what can you do? They're, you know, if, if you're paying Deli Alley, you know, listen, I know it's crazy money and it's embarrassing to talk about them figures, but in football terms... If you're playing Deli Alley 50 grand a week and he's playing with people in, in England or English in the England team who couldn't lace his boots who are getting 170 grand a week, well, you've got a problem, haven't you? It's, uh, 
you know, as much as he loves Tottenham and loves everybody else, he's going. He's got a 10, 12 year career, and he's going to want to. He's going to want to be paid accordingly. So, so you're even have without a problem. Wembley in the new stadium, no, do you think Daniel? Do you think Daniel Levy is going to struggle this preseason keeping this team? No, together? I, I think it, listen, and I don't say it because you're Tottenham. It's a, it, it, they're a great club, great training ground. The club's a fantastic team to play in. Their football has been incredible, you know. But and so you wouldn't want to leave. But if someone's offering Kyle Walker 150 grand a week and he's getting 70, it's not easy for him to say no because in 10 years' time when he retires, he's going to think, well, hang on, I've got another 50 years to live, you know. He's going, to, he's going to want to earn what he can in that 10-year period that he's got to earn it in. So you've either got to match, you know, make him an offer. Pardon? You've got to make him an offer that he's going to keep him, you know, keep him sweet, basically. It's, that's the way it is. Going back to that Champions League season, I mean, we've been talking about... <coughs> It's the last season at White Hart Lane and, and iconic games. First, there was a lot of us were there, that San Siro game where we were four down... And, you know, extraordinary three goals by Gareth Bell. Being in the dressing room, you're at this iconic ground, your players come in, you fall down. What do you say to them then? What what do you do? (laughs) Well, it was, I'll be honest, Tim uh, Tim Sherwood was was with me and I I got a lot of time for Tim, you know. But he came in and he said to me, you might as well take take Bell off. He said, you know, you've got a game Saturday. (laughs) No... No, no, I mean, listen, it was a, probably a sensible thing to do, but me not being so sensible, I went, no, we're going to attack them. <laughs> and, like, we came out second up, you know. Extraordinary game. And he came out, I think mean, the game had lasted another ten minutes, oh, we would have won. won it. Yeah. It's amazing. What was I mean, but you know, Tim was ex... I mean, listen, Tim, Tim had a great football brain, but I think he was thinking about Saturday's game. You know, we've got a, a big league game Saturday, the game's gone. But, you know... That campaign we've been talking about the show before you arrived today, because obviously the la- on Sunday it's the last ever game at White Hart Lane. We've all been chatting about hearing <coughs> on, on the website the greatest games we've all seen at White Hart Lane. The one that keeps coming up with everyone was that Inter Milan game, the famous Taxi for Mycon yeah. game. Again, you know, do you, I mean, you've alluded to let's just go at them tactically again. What do you say? You're playing a great, on paper, a great Inter Milan side. Yeah. What do you say to the players beforehand? To well, I was surprised. I mean, it, when you looked at it, it was amazing that um, that Bell would give Mac on such a terrible, torrid time away from home. He was a big home. player, wasn't he? Mac well, was he was the best player. right back in the world. Uh, suppose at that time he was probably rated the best right back in the world, and and Gareth just destroyed him. And what I found strange when they came to players at home, the system they played, he left Mac on out there right back against Gareth with absolutely no one in front of him. They played narrow, and so there was all the space in the world for us to, you know, he was exposed, and, and Rafa um, left him exposed, you know. Um, I think the bloke in the pub could have set him up better, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, he certainly left it, young him out to dry that night, and... Uh, and, and the rest is history. Gareth took him to the cleaners. We yeah. then got to the, you know, the knockout stage. And again, on paper, you know, we're all back to the Sansil. No, AC Milan. Yeah. AC Milan now. Uh, again, <coughs> with those two extraordinary games, 
obviously yeah. we, we won out there. Yeah. Uh, again, how, how did you how do you sit down and go? This is how, okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, we I've been over and watched them a couple of times. I felt we could give them could give them problems, and uh, we picked the team that night. You know uh, that we felt would keep the game tight and. And we could hit them on the counter-attack, and that's what we did. You know, wasn't it was a that, great break from Aaron Lennon, yeah. Wasn't that Sandro's first great... Wasn't it Sandro and yeah. G- Genus in the midfield, I yeah. think, that night? And they both played brilliantly, and Sandro sort of emerged in that game. He did, yeah. I yeah. don't know. His career's gone backwards. I don't know. He's had injury after injury to kick. Yeah. Well, but it turned out it was a fantastic night, and their coach, is that, he's the coach now at Juventus. Right. Top coach, Allegri, and very yeah, highly yeah. rated, yeah. Very, very nice guy, and... Yeah. Uh, and then we obviously came back home and um, saw it through, yeah. and saw it through with a, a, a more of a defensive, unusually defensive yeah. display from a Tottenham team. And then, of um, course, yeah. we went to Madrid. I went to Madrid. Loads of us went. It's still, it was a great. I, I think I saw. <coughs> no, no, actually, anyway. It was a it was a difficult night. That it all went wrong almost before it had started. Well, Crouchy getting sent off, it just that was a, it, totally it, out of character. Yeah, you don't just, think he'd had a bet on no, 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 no. It, 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 <laughs> it destroyed us, you know, in the first yeah. fifteen minutes. It's hard enough playing with eleven, let alone playing with ten. But there was also there was the Aaron Lennon. There was something Aaron Lennon was it, it, he didn't start the game. No, he, was he wasn't start. well in the. Yeah. I don't know what happened. to... It's just one of those days, right? Yeah, Aaron didn't feel good or something, you know, before the game and couldn't couldn't play. So, and then Crouchy obviously getting sent off in that first 15 minutes or yeah. so. Do you think without the sending off, do you think we could have got a bit closer to them? Oh, yeah, I'm sure we could have given him a go. I think he would have caused them problems, Crouchy, for sure. But uh, once we went down and said it was difficult, you know, we kept it 60 minutes, we were still in the game. But in the end, we just, we ran out of legs a bit. The, uh, the, the, the following season was uh, uh, another, another roller coaster season for us. Um, and let's be honest, for the first time in 30 odd years, m- many of us whispered the name, the word title. We really thought we had a chance that season. Yeah. Uh, Woodgate, Keane, Hutton, Pav, Crouch, Passes all left. And you brought in Scotty Parker, Brad Friedel, Adebayor on loan. Um, <laughs> And then from November through to March that season, we occupied third place. We were in third place. And in January, I was, this game's marked in my brain. January, we went to Man City with a real belief that if we won up there, we were absolutely in the title race. Yeah. And that game influenced me with... Um, who was the player that stamped on... Um, Balotelli, yeah. Balotelli, yeah. Balotelli. And there was J- Defoe missed a chance Defoe. by those inches. Yeah. We were two down, got it back to two on Defoe. And Balotelli scored the penalty, shouldn't have been even on the oh, pitch. No. Oh. <laughs> what, was your, what was you in the players' belief? Are, are you like fans then when you sort of, do you sort of chat in the dressing room going, oh, we, 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 we could do this? Well, how, how does it work? Well, no, I think we had the belief that we could do it. I thought we had a team that could. But the, I thought that, you know, at that stage we needed just to bring one or two players in that could have made the difference at that time, round about January, if we'd have gone and had a go then, I thought, you know, it was there for us to do it. I mean, that's a big contention. How, as, so that January we brought in... Yeah. We, we, we all thought, let's kick on. We brought in Sahar yeah. and on a, uh, on a Nelson. Free, on a free transfer. So <laughs> when you sit down with the because chairman, we, yeah. are you running in like a fan no, going, no. Daniel, Daniel, if you can only find no. me this, we can do it. How's no, it we needed us. You need us. You need bodies. I mean, we had injuries yeah. at the time, but we needed to bring in two top-class players and we couldn't... 
Were they there? Were they available? I don't think, you know, at that time, Daniel didn't didn't want to do it at that time. And so we end up up taking a couple of free transfers just to, you know, with injuries and everything, just to, you need bodies. And that's what, that was all they were. Is it you? I mean, this, 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 you know, (laughs) from a career point of view, and you know, I'm now so close to this ambition. This is the moment I'm now going to win a title, certainly have a good run in. We miss players. Listen, I'm not just, I, I, I spent two hours with Hazard in Paris. Mm. Two hours, you know, and the... (laughs) (laughs) And... No, he was all right. He was, I mean, I don't know what he is, but he's a good player. I know that. <laughs> but, you know, I just... Uh, and he, he wanted to come. He wanted to come to Tottenham at the time. He was, you know... Do you think he would have come if we got in the Champions League? He would have come anyway. I just think there was a deal to be done. And Joe oh, Cole came to me and he, he was playing at Lille. And Joe said, oh, we've got a boy at Lille. He said, the best player I've ever played with. And Joe's played with some good players. So I went off and I, I, I think I went four times to watch him play and absolutely loved him as a player. And we, we, should, have put, we should have got him. Was he it big have. money then? In, in no, the not really, not, not really. really. Then we had Cazola. He was another one that uh, he came and played pre-season. Um, and, you know, I thought he was a great talent as well. But uh, so there was players. We, you know, we tried to get one. We, you know, we, we probably didn't try hard enough to get him. Well, I mean, that, you know, it was, it was a great season football-wise for the fans. And then around this sort of time, the rumours started circulating about the England job. Because Capello... Uh, Capello and, and, you know, goes. I think as fans, because, you know, we only just... We read the papers. We were pretty resigned to the fact you were going. And we all made our feelings known to you on that unbelievable display at home to Newcastle. We won 5-0. The chance we want you to stay. Yeah. Where were you... You know, I know you have agents around your stuff. <laughs> How do you, you know, work well, when you get the nod like, oh, no, no, FA are coming? I mean, you know, England's the pinnacle for any, you know, Well, it was difficult. I, I wasn't crazy. I, I, honestly, so I wasn't crazy about managing England. I was managing Tottenham. And I, had a, I thought I had a team that you know, I just loved managing the team. But and does it people, wasn't, does people it wasn't, get in your ear? When I was in the... Uh, we'd played at home on the Sunday. I forget who we beat. And I was in the car and it came... Suddenly the radio's on. Oh, uh, is a news flash. Roy Hodgson's just been announced... I, I didn't sort of, oh, my God, whoa, what a shame. I, I thought, oh, that saves me a problem. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. So I'm, no, I'm, so managing, no one gets I'm managing in... Tottenham. I've got a, mm. how lucky am I? So no I one didn't... gets in your ear before no. that? Like, oh, no. do, you, do you have any, like, sort of clandestine meetings? With no, I never met or... anybody. And uh, I think, you know, even as a betting man, I think I was 10 to 1 on. Roy was 10 to 1 against. Yeah. Uh, also, to get the England, I was red-hot favourite. And I think Roy... I know through the League Managers Association, Roy said he wouldn't go for an interview because he knew what he felt. He thought you were going to get it. I was sure to get it, so he wasn't going to waste his time. But, but because everyone thought you were so nailed on, including the bookmakers and everything, do you think the players thought you were probably on your way? And do you think that might have affected them? <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't got all this. You, you've probably got all the stats here, you know, now of. And I ain't making it. We, we, had, we, we run into a, a quite a few injuries yeah. at that time. And I didn't have enough quality. And, and no, you know, I've got to bring in those lads that I took on free transfers because yeah. we had no, we were short. We should have bought in two quality players, and I felt we could have, we could have been fantastic. We could have won the league. That was my mm. honest opinion. Is I mean, it that? I mean, they're very hard to come by in January anyway, aren't they? The top, top quality players. They are, but you know, I think in the situation we was in and the, the club that we were, or, you know, Tottenham is. Uh, we could, have, we could have gone and got a couple of top, top players, I think, and pushed a boat out and mm. we could have made the difference. I can't remember it. Was a, yeah, Suarez, yeah. 
Yeah, we I could mean, have had him. Looking back that season, I think it was... Oh. Down, it was uh, <laughs> There was near the end of the season. There was some draws against Stoke, Sunderland, yeah. and Villa. Then we lost at home to Norwich. I think it was, and then we missed out on because th- we were nailed on then for third. We settled for fourth. Uh, we, we got fourth, and obviously we all know who, who pipped us for fourth. But that again, we kind of thought, well, you know, great fourth again. This is brilliant. And then <coughs> the whole Chelsea Champions League thing came up. And I read in your book an extraordinary story. <laughs> You had to go with... Um, no, I went. Son Joe, no, my son was commentating on the game. Right. Um, the Champions League final, and Graham Souness, and I lived near Graham, and uh, so he said, well, why don't you come, you know, and watch the game in the box? And so I thought, yeah, that'd be great, you know, and I went over there cheering for Bayern Munich, obviously. Yeah. No, I was. I mean, I, you know, I've got to, I'm, you yeah, know, I'm only concerned about Tottenham. Yeah. I'm not worried about, you know, and, and Bayern Munich absolutely smashed them that day. Miss chance after chance, yeah. and it goes to penalties. And at the end of the game, you know, I had to walk round the pitch, and uh, all the Chelsea fans were kept in. And as I walked round behind the goal, they was all singing Thursday night Channel Five to me, which wasn't a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I just went back to the hotel and went to bed, and knocked me for six. Really, I must be truthful. I was, you know, pretty, pretty gutted. Yeah. And I, I would have given anything not to have been in Munich after that. I wanted to just get home. You know. Yeah. But of course, then what happens next is you're parting company with Tottenham Hotspur. So, how did, is there a connection between that Chelsea result and that? Or um, I don't know really. I mean, I think it was uh, you know the, the owner Joe Lewis owned the club, and uh, they decided. I think that um, that via Boas. Um, oh my God! What can I say? <laughs> So do you but think they already wanted Via Boas and that's why... That, yeah, that's I think what they did, yeah, they wanted him. Yeah, he keeps getting fantastic jobs. I mean, you yeah. know, Chelsea, now I think he's the highest paid manager in the world and in China, I mean, it's really? fantastic. But you, because you went in, I think, because when you joined Spurs, I, 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 you know, you had a four-year contract, you had a year left and you've, you've gone in there... It's in your book. I want a bit more security. Makes sense. I've been yeah, up well. I wanted to Whatever. stay. I wanted to stay. Yeah. I mean, and then, you've, uh... you've walked out the negotiation like I've got a chance here. To go, well, I've just been sacked. So what? 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 What went on? I mean, you had a year. Nothing left. really. Um, I don't know. It was just sort of uh, you know I'd heard actually that they'd actually spoke to Via Boas. You know, oh, a few weeks be- right. before the end of the season. They obviously thought he was. Uh, he was very good on the computer and that. And <laughs> no, no, seriously. PowerPoint. No, but he had a good PowerPoint. I made one big mistake, really. I mean, Would he was AVB. I should have, if I'd have called myself HJR, <laughs> I'd have sounded more. I'd, no, I'd, people would have thought I was cleverer. In, in, and, hi- in hindsight, could you have gone, I want my <clears> contract, I've got a year left, let's look at the end of the year? Can you remember no, that? No, I was happy to stay for the year, but then suddenly, uh, whatever happened, I think they thought Via Boas was. Uh, was it was you know that was I think Daniel always really wanted the director of football one. Yeah. I think he liked the director of football idea. That was the idea with with Camoli, yeah. um, and then when he left, you know, and I felt he bought in. What was it? What was the Italian? Baldini. Baldini yeah. came in with AVB. You know, yeah, yeah. Baldini came in and uh, with AVB, and uh, they, you know, that's the structure that he liked, and obviously <laughs> he likes he likes the. Um, yeah. I think Daniel likes the director of football. Is that one. because he's not, a, you know, a, you know, he's a property guy. He's not a football. No, he loves or... his football. Though. I mean, you know, Daniel. I never had a problem. I got on well with Daniel. I really, I didn't have any problems with him at all. 
He would never. He, I always found him great to work with. Never interfered, and and he was he was good. I mean, uh, but I just think he liked the idea of that young coach mm. with a director of football to over you know bring the players in. That was a structure that he preferred. So if, if he had stayed on, you know, in hindsight, how far do you think you could have taken that team on? Uh, well, I mean, it was you know difficult. You know, no. I think the manager now is fantastic. I really do. I'm a great fan of his. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I don't know whether I... Who knows what, what, what I could have done and, uh, you know, but... Um, you know, I, I don't know. I love watching them play now and I enjoy watching them. I don't... I'm not a person that goes through my life with any regrets or jealousy or, oh, you know... I hope they let me go. I mean, I've been, I've had loads of clubs. I'll be fucking wanting everybody to lose if I feel like that. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. You know, every result on Saturday, oh fuck me, they've lost or they've yeah. won. I don't feel like that. I love watching Tottenham play. I mean, I had a great time. I was lucky, a lucky, lucky fella to manage such a great football club. So, yeah. and that's how I feel. And you know, oh, oh, no. I'll be, I'll be there on, I'll be there on Sunday. I'm going Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And I look, you know, I look forward to seeing, I look forward to seeing Daniel. And you know, yeah. I do really. They came to Bournemouth, uh, you know, um, a couple of months ago, and he invited me. You know, he rung me up on the Friday, invited me to come in the Harry, come in the boardroom, have lunch with, you know, with, and I was there. I don't say no. I'm not going with him. Yeah. I mean. He was. I had no problems with him whatsoever. I tell you what, Harry. For us as Spurs fans, I mean, that team that you gave us from 2010 was it was beyond our wildest dreams. How well they played and everything. So I think we all feel we have a debt of gratitude to you for that. But I tell you, but there's another thing. But also, because you're, you are one of the most respected figures in, in the English game, it is incredibly good, gla- gladdening to hear you speak so highly of our team now and our manager now. Yeah. And, but also our chairman, because if you look at what he's achieved, yeah. I mean, where we've come from, oh. you know, before he took over, we were on a par with like Middlesbrough, Sheffield oh, yeah. Wednesday, Aston Villa, Leeds. Oh, look yeah, at absolutely. what happened to all those clubs absolutely. and where we've gone to. Yeah, and I mean, it, when you look back, you know, you don't realise that. And I don't want to upset you, but even when I was at West Ham, we finished above. West I know Ham that. I mean, I was going to say West Ham. I just West didn't want to. Finished above Tottenham three years running. Yeah. Now, I mean, you look at look at now. Look at Arsenal. Yeah. To, compared to Tottenham. Yeah. There's no comparison. I know. And who? who there's not. I'll be honest. If you said if if you sat down and you put the two teams. How many players in the Arsenal team? Yeah. Maybe one. Yeah. And I don't know where you'd play. Maybe, exactly. maybe when Sanchez he's... Sanchez is coming. Free he, transfer. Sanchez. You Sanchez might. when he's playing. Yeah. You know, other than that, I can't see a player that could break into the Tottenham team. Yeah. That's the difference how yeah. far they've gone now. Yeah. Looking back, we're going to wrap up now because it's running over <laughs> Looking back, and obviously there's this big game, which is lovely to hear you're going on Sunday, and you've had a wonderful career as a player and a manager. Um... <laughs> What does Tottenham Hotspur mean to you, look, looking back at... Oh, it was a great, doing? great time in my life, you know, and as I say, it was to stand there and watch some of the football, you know, that Newcastle, as you say, that game that night, the football was scary. It was the way we moved the ball about the pitch and Bal, Modric, 
Van der Vaart, incredible, you know, and great lads, you know, there was lots of, Michael Dawson was a fantastic, yeah. What a, what a, what a great pro he was, you know. It was, it was, uh, no, that was a great time in my, I loved every minute of it, as I say, and I was fortunate that I got the opportunity to manage such a great club, so. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a wonderful show, I'm absolutely honoured to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Thank you. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Taylor and Naylor. Peter Taylor, Terry Naylor. You can come and see them live with us, but only if you've got a Spurs Show season ticket. Oh, and you can bring a friend too. Go to season.spurshow.net. Season.spurshow.net. We do some great live shows. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.